everyone. I hope you all are doing well. My name is Sarah and I am a new podcaster. So before we get into today's podcast, I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about myself and what you can expect from me. So I'm a second year university student in Canada and I'm doing a dual degree in international studies and commerce. Um, For all my life, I loved everything about social justice, traveling, mental wellness, and photography. And what you can expect from me is honestly just talking about taboo topics that challenge my thinking and helps me to have a more open mind and just to be a better human, basically. So that's kind of what you can expect. I'm so excited to be on the team now with a bunch of passionate um, youth. So I'm excited. Okay, so let's move on to what this podcast is actually about and start discussing. So today we are going to be talking about sex workers. Um, The reason why I picked this topic is because in the past year, I've become way more aware of just knowledge about sex workers, um, and it all came together because of social media. I found an Instagram account. Um, she's a Portland-based stripper, and her Instagram is at stripperwriter, and she also has a podcast which is called Strange Bedfellows Podcast, and it's just all about um, the work that sex workers do, the stigma, the oppression, all that kind of stuff that I did not know about. And I think as a feminist, I just wanted to learn more about a group that has been marginalized for so long, and I want to do my part to make sure that society knows what sex work actually is without bias and without stigma. So that is what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about three things today. So first we're going to learn about what sex work entails and then we're going to discuss SWERFs and I'll tell you what those mean later. And finally, we're just going to discuss how we can support this industry. Um, yeah, and just, you know, be supportive of sex workers. So, let's go. Alright, so now let's learn the basics of sex work. Um, Also, just a note, a disclaimer, Um, you know, I'm new to this topic. I've been learning about it for like a year and a half now, so I am not an expert, you know, I am not in the industry, so, you know, my voice is not uh, the one that you should be listening to, you know, find actual sex workers, sex workers of color, um, trans sex workers, uh, sex workers with disabilities, like 
find those voices, listen to them. I think, you know, it's just, I want to use the platform that I have right now to educate. So I'm just um, relaying on the messages that they have taught me. So that's a little disclaimer, but I kind of just formed this to be a very, a stepping stone um, into learning about sex work and how to um, be a good ally and all that jazz. Okay, (laughs) so moving on to the very basics. So the definition of sex work from the World Health Organization is Sex workers are people who receive money or goods in exchange for sexual services and who consciously define these activities as income generating, even if they do not consider sex work as their occupation. So that's a very formal definition. Um, And maybe your perception of it was, you know, distinct or different because of media And yeah, so in your minds, maybe you pictured when I said sex work, you pictured a stripper or a prostitute on the streets, um, all that kind of stuff. And yes, those are considered sex work, but it's really important to know that there are so many different roles in sex work and sex work is just an umbrella term. And there are so many different roles that fall underneath the umbrella. So to name a few, there's escorts, um, people who work at brothels and porn workers, and technology is expanding that definition and the umbrella um, by adding cam girls uh, and phone sex operators. And yeah, so sex work is not just one thing, and I'm still learning about it. And also unlearning the stigma. So there is a lot, a lot of stigma when it comes to sex work and, you know, social media and listening to sex workers has definitely uh, erased those for me. But I know that there are so many people who still have uh, assumptions about them. And one of the main ones, I think, is People assume that sex workers have to do this type of work because it is a last resort or they were forced into it. So to debunk that, one, sex work is based on choice and it is just another job. And two, uh, being forced into sex work is sex trafficking, which is not okay. So it's so, so important to understand that sex work and sex trafficking are not the same things, okay? Sex trafficking is forcing individuals into sexual exploitation, whereas sex work is a freely chosen work that needs fundamental human rights for individual empowerment. And it's ignorant of me to say that there are no issues and no forms of oppression in sex work because there is a lot. Um, You know, for example, the porn industry can be very problematic at times. 
And we need to consider that and make sure we are hearing those voices. Um, but we will talk about those later on and how to minimize the oppression that happens in this industry. So uh, those are a bit of the stigmas you probably heard of more. Um, but we also need to talk about the, uh, one of the many positives that come out of sex work. So sex work has played a vital role in our society and in our history. So, and this is so, so, so important to recognize because then our society will have a better respect for these workers. So for example, um, you in the riots of Stonewall, the LGBTQ people and sex workers who are mostly people of color were key players in the riots. So in an article by the Times, they wrote that the fights for LGBTQ rights was and is inseparable from the fights for sex workers' rights. Both movement, movements insist that the people, or sorry, that the police have no right to tell consenting as adults how to use their bodies. Both movements demand that the state keep out of marginalized folks' bedrooms. Amazing, I know. <laughs> We're still working on that for sure, but we need to remember the support that sex workers went through and the fight they went through for a better world for us to live in. Um, and the media and society may depict sex workers in a negative light. However, we need to understand the truth and give this field so much respect. Unfortunately, not everyone gives sex workers respect and do not view it as a real job. And we knew that, we suspected it from, you know, the media and stigma. However, there are also feminists who have this mentality as well. And they are called SWERFs, Sex Worker Exclusionary Radical Feminists. Yes, people who claim to stand for gender equality are against people who choose what to do with their body. So, a little history about that. So, SWERFs came into play after the third wave of feminism, which is all about intersectionality. Um, you know, intersectionality is about making feminism more diverse with different races, ethnicities, sexualities, identities, everything like that. But I guess SWERFs did not want to vibe with that. Um, so they just decided to preach a lot of horophobic comments towards sex workers. So I have a couple of examples from Femme Magazine. So here are a few. So Swarfs believe that sex workers are victims of regular sexual objectification, exploitation, and violence. Uh, they believe that sex workers become co-perpetrators of these crimes. They police women's bodies and sexuality. 
and they fail to recognize an individual's rights and capacity to choose their own profession and avenues of pleasure. And that's just a few. And you can kind of think from that if you've ever heard, you know, a feminist in your life or on on the media, if they've ever claimed that or preach that, and you can start identifying the swerfs in your life. Um, yeah, they're basically just not sex positive or choice positive at all. And, like, you may not agree with sex workers' line of work, right? Like, we all have different opinions, whatever, but this is their choice. This is sex workers' choice, and I believe that all people should respect choice and their line of work as long as it's not harming others. You know, swerfs are creating a divide that feminists are trying to erase. They're policing people who have felt restrained and oppressed for far too long and claim the title as a feminist. It's so irritating. Um, And you might have heard of TERF as well, which is trans exclusionary radical feminist. And it's just so sad that they claim the title of, you know, liberation for women, but they can't wrap their head around intersectionality and people choosing what to do with their own body, right? It's, yeah, so try to think if maybe you've had this mentality or someone in your life has and try to educate them about it and how it's not, um, progressive and it's not within the feminist ideals of letting women and anybody all people do what they what they want with their body whether you know that be sexual liberation or transitioning it's not your say but That's why you and I can choose to support sex workers. And let's get into that. Supporting sex workers can look different to many people. For me, I choose to educate and advocate. And um, specifically about the decriminalization of sex work. Because the laws are extremely complicated in Canada. I did a report on sex work for my sociology class, and it was so, so confusing. The implications of it is crazy, Um, and I'm sure it's confusing in other countries as well, especially the U.S. So my stance is if we have the government recognize sex work as real work, then it can result in harm reduction within the industry. You know, as I talked about before with the porn 
industry being highly problematic at times, you know, if there was actually labor laws that protected sex workers because they're workers and, you know, if you have a job, you know, you're protected under labor rights and labor law. So that needs to happen for sex workers in order for them to be protected and safe and to actually implement harm reduction for our society. So an example I want to talk about um, is very relevant and it's about uh, sex work and COVID-19 and why having why why criminalizing sex work is problematic and kind of related to COVID-19 and how it's affecting uh, the workers. So institutions, particularly the government, have the power that decides whether citizens will be able to have financial security during the pandemic. So for the Canadian government, they recreated a response plan to help Canadians financially. However, these benefits will not apply to most sex workers because the requirements are specific to people with legal careers. And for prostitutes, that does not include them. Uh, the government's lack of action to protect and decriminalize sex work in the past is now forcing sex workers to choose between income and safety because they feel as though they're forced to go to work and have contact with people because they're not being supported financially by the government because their line of work is not considered legal. Um, having technology in the industry is definitely a positive because that limits contact, they can still keep doing their job, but that's not the reality for all sex workers. So having these um, laws is making it so hard for them not all of them, but some of them. And, you know, during this time, I was reading a lot, article, a lot of articles by sex workers and how they're dealing with it. And, you know, it's showing that they're still fighting for their rights by empowering others and through charities. You know, lots of charities have stepped up and have raised money to give to sex workers because they know that they probably will um, be hit financially financially just like the uh, economic crisis in 2008 like it's happening again and you know if you saw hustlers that's what it was about um, and there's a lot of hype over it but you guys, it's happening now and we need to be listening and we need to be actively helping and educating. You know, it's not just a movie. This is reality. This is hitting people hard. And 
hitting these workers and their families and it's it's really devastating because you know the job of sex workers enables them to be financially and mentally empowered while showing society that they have the power too like their job is amazing there's so much empowerment in that and they are claiming that back from the way they have been treated and there's a hope i have a hope that you know the covid-19 situation with sex workers have given the government a wake up call you know to include sex workers as real work and treat them like humans with labor rights and sex workers will continue to fight for their power and safety however in an ideal world the government should fight alongside them and you know when i say the government should fight alongside them they actually need to listen to the sex workers not overrule them not show their power they need to listen and they need to respond appropriately because i'm sure many are afraid you know what are they actually going to do but i believe that if we decriminalize it that it can help reduce you know racism transphobia ableism and homophobia in the gov- in the industry because they're given proper rights they're being protected there can't be harm caused upon them right because it's a job sex work is real work right <laughs> preach it love it and live it <laughs> um but yeah so just educate yourself and just stand with sex workers and just be supportive <laughs> so that is the end of this episode as you can tell this is something that i strongly strongly believe in and i hope that through our continued education we can make a historic decision that will mend wounds in marginalized communities um, and in the sex worker industry and progress human and labor rights you know to make sure everybody is safe feel safe and is allowed to do the work that they want to do. So, thank you so much for listening. Uh I hope you learned something. I hope I opened your mind just a little bit more and I will see you on the next podcast. Have a great day everyone. <laughs>